and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. This week, we get a thorough insight into the world of brand strategy with our guest, James Groves. I'm James Groves, and I run a brand strategy and insight company called Alt. Originally trained in graphic design, James has now earned over 15 years of experience in the industry. In that time, he's worked both in-house and independently in roles that have ranged from creative and art director to marketing manager and strategy consultant. And he now runs his own brand strategy company, working with clients like PayPal, font specialists Monotype, and co-working space Uncommon. Unlike a freelancer that comes in for short projects, jumps in and jumps out, I work for brands from kind of nose to tail, right from the beginning of the conception of the brief all the way to the end delivery. To get a full sense of what James's work as a brand strategist looks like, he tells us about a major project with paper merchants GF Smith, which started around 10 years ago. I'd known GF Smith for oh, since I was a designer, so I come from a design background. And I worked with them and taking them on a journey of understanding who they were, who they'd been, and who they wanted to be in that journey. And a part of that was about bringing in new design teams. So as I mentioned, I'm from a creative background, so it was about interviewing design studios who aligned with the values that the business had. We brought on a company called Made Thought, who are an inspiring team of designers, worked really closely with Ben on the kind of the design and how everything should look. And then also brought in other designers, a company called Studio McGill, digital design company called Ico Design, and a team of copywriters called Regard, who are based in Cornwall. And we worked together on a four-year project, which ultimately led into repositioning and then into a redesign that Made Thought did and won numerous awards for. But ultimately, it was about creating a legacy going forward. So ultimately, we've left them in a stronger position than when I kind of joined. And it's one of the projects that I'm most proud of. I still have a very strong emotional tie to the company. It's a real people company. Yeah, and I kind of love them dearly. Ultimately, strategy is only successful if it's used. And... Often my experience of brand strategy when I was a creative was it was something that got dusted off from an A4 binder or lost in a PDF somewhere and using the language that you'd create in a brand strategy to drive something forward. So every time you made a brand or business decision, it had the strategy at its heart. Why are we using this colour? Well, that's because of the brand. Why are we doing this event? It's because of the brand, rather than just doing things that look nice. And that was a fundamental driving point for me to like, move into strategy itself. We hear the journey that took James from studying graphic design at the University of Lincoln to identifying an interest in strategy work. I've never really known what I wanted to do. So I went to university and was trained as a graphic designer. I didn't really enjoy university life. I felt so disconnected and felt unreal for me. I really wish I'd have gone straight into trying to get a job. I just felt so disconnected from education. I had some wonderful lecturers, so I don't want to kind of downplay the impact they had on me, especially a guy called Howard, who never taught me. He was an illustration tutor. But what he told me was to read lots 
read the paper every day. He was quite militant, so it was always The Guardian that I had to read. But his point was read between the lines, see the connections, and ultimately that's what strategy is. Understanding what's going on in the world and how you have a sense of place and how brands have a sense of place and how you can make connections between what's happening in the world and what's happening with a brand and where it can go and where it can sit. And then I became a designer, an art director, a company owner, a brand owner, and I kind of stumbled into strategy because I felt as though design wasn't answering all the questions I had. I wanted to know where the business was going, why I was making the decision on typography, why I was making a decision on colour, and strategy seemed to be the answer. I think what strategy is to me, it's a toolkit. I maybe could have had formal training in it. I'm not too sure if they do courses. I'm sure they do in strategy, but my experience with brands, working with company owners, working with CEOs in a design sense, really empowered my knowledge. I've then read bucket loads. I've devoured books, devoured information, subject matter that I would never thought that I would be interested in. And it's that knowledge that's empowered my kind of creativity within the world of strategy. And also understanding what a designer needs to create a great brand is maybe different language to what a company owner needs to create a great brand. And it's about understanding that balance of language. And I think all brands are about balance and how people have a relationship with them. And designers want specific things when they're creating an installation or creativity. So it comes back to language, I think. But as creativity is about giving stuff away and it all comes back to you. There's a fantastic book called Service Design Thinking and it talks about service design and the process that you have to go through developing a service and it's the same as creating a brand. And there's a fantastic workshop book called Gamestorming, which is from America, which talks about how to construct workshop exercises, how to deconstruct ones that companies like 3M use, that Google use, and create your own. And that's been invaluable. James tells us more about what his day-to-day work involves and gives us an insight into the process he's developed for each new project. So why I like doing what I do is that it varies every single day. There is never one consistent way of working and my approach changes. And to your point earlier about this idea of a toolbox, my approach changes for every single client. There's no fixed way of working. Some days I can be working in a company's design studio. Other days I can be working from home or from a co-working space or anywhere on a train. It's that approach that allows me to be, remain really flexible but supportive of what my client needs. So I have a three-phase approach to the way I work. And first part is about exposing opportunities. So that part for me is about desk-based research. So understanding a sector, understanding a market, understanding a consumer. It can be insight work, so ethnographic research, so interviewing consumers globally, depending on budget, so kind of traveling around the world, interviewing people. It can be brand safaris, taking clients around retail stores, experiences, understanding the world in which they're operating. And it can also be looking at out-of-category research. So this is a big thing that I feel as I do quite differently. Often insight and strategy work They will look at what competitors are doing. I rarely see that there's value in that 
If you don't know what your competitors are doing, I think you're wasting your time in business. My approach is that I look at what the out-of-category competitors are doing. So if you've got £200 to spend on a pair of trainers, what other experiences can you have if you're spending £200? So what's a first-class experience at a beautiful restaurant like? What are the service opportunities like in that? And how can those skills be transferred into buying a pair of trainers, for example? It sounds a bit random, but ultimately brands learn from that and it enables them to create a new white space for their project or business. The second stage is defining directions. So this idea of working in a workshop environment, I'm quite challenging in the way I work with people. It's a supportive environment, but I have to challenge people to think in a different way bringing in this insight that we've learned and then pushing them to think in new ways so they can have a business that's different to other people's. And then the final bit is the activating change. It's the strategic bit. It's laying foundations for the brand to grow, go from where it is to where it wants to be. And that might be in three years, it might be in six months, it might be in five years, but creating a legacy for the future. The GF Smith project was a four-year project. That's a luxury of time, but also it was an oil tanker to turn around. Lots of kind of old mindset that we needed to shift in a really amazing way. Like, as I said before, amazing company. But then also working with small drinks brands like the Compass Box that I've been working with recently. We worked on a project for maybe two weeks defining their strategy, a new way of speaking, a new way of being, or a project that I've just finished for Pierre Emidia, who was the founder of eBay. He's just launched a new philanthropic organization, which is trying to make the world a better place, providing kind of fair and just societies for people around the world. I worked on that project with a design company called OPX, based in Shoreditch. Again, wonderfully amazing people that are open to new ideas. And we worked with that organization for four or five months. Next, we asked James what advice he'd have for anyone wanting to get into strategy in design and beyond. I've used this reference before, but I'm a bit like Andy Dufresne in the Shawshank Redemption, where he just asks the same thing over and over and hopefully gets it at the end. Well, I did that. I wanted to work at the Face magazine, and they didn't really do placements because there was a Face magazine they didn't need them. And so I just asked every day and sent yeah, kind of phone calls and sent bits of post through and Finally got a work placement and worked there for two months, I think. And then did the same again with other design companies and worked my backside off doing free work placements. I know that's frowned upon now, but it was my upbringing and I don't regret doing it at all. I was like diving back to Yorkshire and signing on to kind of fund me doing it. But I learned so much and worked with so many amazing people in a short period of time. Places like The Partners, Lewis Mobley, a really amazing design studios where I didn't want to work at in the end. They weren't the right place for me, but I learned about attention to detail, looking and focusing and caring and ultimately communicating with people, which is the main thing, and networked the hell out of every single placement I had. Yeah, so I, I suppose my biggest bit of advice would, would be don't just talk about it, do it, and read loads whether you're a designer, whether you want to be a strategist, whether you want to be an art director, just read bucket loads about your subject. Learn as much as you can. Speak to as many people as you can. And I think by talking about what you've learned and giving your ideas away, sometimes for free, that 
actually they come back to you and those relationships, people remember you if they're good and focus on working with people that bring something positive to the world that you're in. You bring something positive too and you can make something better out of it. I haven't gone down a traditional route at all and I think my checkered past is a nightmare for recruitment agencies if I wanted to get a job because they can't pigeonhole me. But then I've worked with people in the past that have done journalism degrees or worked in brand and done brand degrees that have gone straight into strategy. I personally feel that experience is the key with strategy and understanding and having empathy for people is at the heart of it. And often that can't be done when you're really, really young because Often when you're young, you just want to talk all the time rather than listen. And actually, I'm actually paid quite a bit of money just to listen. And that's the key. I'm paid to listen and to see connections in what people are saying. So whether it's the cleaner who has something really important to say, or whether it's the CEO, I've got to see the connection in their roles. I'm not too sure that that comes straight out of university. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was James Groves. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include Us2, GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.